this is Jana Nascimento Nagasi from your Jana on camera and this is my podcast I have I also have a blog I have a YouTube channel that called Jana on camera and I I showcase interviews with directors producers uh, actors actresses all everything related to behind the scenes in front of the scenes of film and TV Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. You have a beautiful name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, I named my son Ryan, so... We, oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. And, and yeah, my pleasure. Yes, everybody's been asking up, uh, for doc, uh, to Dr. Ruth, and today I'm asking to Ryan White... What was about <laughs> Ruth that, what was about this script, this story that made you, wanted you to do this documentary? Yeah, so I was a child in the 80s and a teenager in the 90s, so I grew up with Dr. Ruth on the radio and television, um, but I was quite young, so I wasn't, uh, you know, I hadn't had, completely had my sexual awakening when she was at the height of her popularity, so... Um, I, of course, knew who she was, as almost every American of my age or older does. Um, but I didn't truly understand the impact of what Dr. Ruth had had on the country. And I also didn't know um, Dr. Ruth's backstory at all. Like, I didn't know how Dr. Ruth had grown up. I knew she had an accent. I knew she was German. But I didn't know um, that she was a Holocaust survivor and that her entire family had been murdered and that you know, her kind of journey around the world before she ever got to the U.S. in the 1950s as a single mom. Um, I didn't know any of that. And so um, when I first met her, which was about two years ago, we had dinner together in New York. The producer, Rafi Marmore, had set us up for dinner thinking we might be a good match. Uh, is when she t told me all about her backstory, and I was blown away and so compelled, thinking like, wow, there's probably no living public figure that has such a dramatic uh, uh, backstory that intersects so much of world history. Uh, and it's also when I discovered, you know, I knew she was, I think she was 88 when I met her. Um, so I didn't know what kind of, what kind of shape Dr. Ruth was in. And so at that dinner, I also found out how extremely active she still is, how her energy levels, you know, outdoes any 30-year-old. That uh, she's still teaching to university classes. That she was going to be publishing three books over the next year. That she was going to be traveling the world and was inviting me along. Um, and so, to me, it like checked all the boxes of what really makes me love documentary films, which is like a compelling backstory, um, some tale of someone overcoming um, all of the odds and also something that is unfolding today that I can follow, you know, in the barricade style. Um, and so from the moment I, I discovered all of that, I was totally uh, sold on making this documentary about her. Yeah, and I think it's great the way that you, you feel out the, 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 like the animation that you used to fill up her, her past life, I think was great. How did you come about with the idea to use that type of animation to do that, to do it? Yeah, so we knew at that very first dinner, Dr. Ruth told me that she had kept all of her diaries from her childhood. So 
hearing that as a documentary filmmaker, that was incredible because to have that type of archive, to have Dr. Ruth's real voice from the age of 10 uh, till the age of 25 uh, and be able to bring that to life with her her real voice and her true story, but her day-to-day, uh, day-to-day living, um, bouncing all over the world was incredible. But we knew we wanted to make sure that it was done in a way that felt very personal to her because uh, we knew that all of our footage from the 80s and 90s when she was famous was going to feel very personal. That's when she was at the height of her fame. I knew that all of the footage following her um, over the past two years was going to be very personal because I was going to be in her apartment with her, on planes with her. Um, and we wanted the childhood um, to have have its equal share of that kind of intimate feel. Uh, and so that's why we went with animation um, because we didn't want it to feel like arm's length and use general B-roll from World War II and the Holocaust. And um, so the idea was, you know, how do you how do you illustrate that? And, and the style we decided to go with, I would say, is like a painterly style that's inspired by European storybooks from um, the era when Dr. Ruth was growing up, so the 20s, 30s, 40s, of these um, storybooks that use a more ethereal um, and less literal way of illustrating things. And um, as you see in the film, like it, it is, it is directly uh, illustrated off of imagery of Dr. Ruth and off of imagery of her family or off of imagery of her first boyfriend, um, because of the utmost importance to me was that you know not only an audience loves it but that when Dr. Bruce watched it, that she would get to watch a childhood that felt authentic. Um, And so I wanted to make sure if she was watching it that she felt like it was accurate. Um, And I've been thrilled with her reaction to the animation because I've heard her say multiple times in Q&A that it's probably her favorite part of the film because it allows her to watch her childhood without having um, to completely relive it with me because we were able to use her diaries from the time and the animation that I didn't have to ask her as an 89 year old to go back and delve deeply into all of these memories. Yeah, I think it was great. It was a great idea, which I really enjoy. And how, how much time did you spend with her before, like, like, like? It's about, it's about two years ago, I think two years ago last week that I met Dr. Ruth. Wow. So it was about, it was about a year and a half of filming and two years since I've known her. Have we ever asked her for uh, sex advice <laughs> during this time? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the most surprising part, I have not, it's a short answer. I think the most surprising part about Dr. Ruth is that she almost never talks about sex uh, yeah. in her day-to-day lives. Of course, she does when she's on television, she does in her books, but I never hear her in her personal interactions with people, friends, family, myself talking about things of a sexual nature um and so i never did i never asked her any sex advice i did after the film ended i started uh during the end of the filming i started dating someone and he's jewish which she loves because i'm not jewish and he's short which she loves because i'm not (laughs) short Uh, and after we wrapped filming uh, once like the cameras were cut and we started you know like that was the end of the film is literally the end of filming, like me following her back after her birthday and her shutting that door. 
um, was literally the last shot I shot of the film. And she went into the uh, apartment. I cut the cameras, and then she opened the door back up, and she invited me inside. This is midnight, by the way. She's been going all day long. Um, and she invited me inside, and she said, okay, the filming's done. We're friends now. And she invited me inside, and we sat at her kitchen table until 2.30 in the morning, uh, just, like, really getting to know each other for the first time. There was no camera there anymore. And that was when I finally got relationship advice. And Dr. Ruth, it wasn't sexual in nature, but she started talking to me about my relationship with my boyfriend. She was worried that I work way too much because she's seen my work ethic over the year and a half and the idea that I needed to carve out more time to nurture the relationship. And since then, I have felt a comfort level talking to her about my relationship with David. Um, and it's been immensely helpful, is all yeah. I'll say. No, she's great, and she the way that she talks about sex, like the she she used to talk, and it's like a very, it's not vulgar, you know what I mean? It's like it's like very natural, and I think it's it's something. And then she did a a really good job for everybody, and and you too, right? And you did the keepers, and then you did Pelada, and then it's like it's amazing all these these documentaries that you be doing. Why, what are we going to have next for you? Like, I know right now we have ex-Dr. Ruth, but what we, you are, are you already thinking about something for coming up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I always work on multiple projects at a time. And so Dr. Ruth, um, Dr. Ruth coming into my life, you mentioned The Keepers. Uh, you know, The Keepers is probably the darkest story you can have about human sexuality. It really is the dregs of human sexuality at the basis of The Keepers. And, and Dr. Ruth coming into my life during the end of filming The Keepers really was completely selfishly was um, such a... Uh, it was like a lifesaver in a way, not just for me, but for my entire team that had been working on the keepers because we were, we were in a world of such darkness and, and everything had felt so bleak for many years about humanity, the worst parts of humanity, that for her to come into our life and be able to like kind of pull us out of that by being able to be a part of telling her story um, was incredible. And so I would find myself in my career trying to balance storylines like so many documentaries are so dark and I make a lot of those but finding a documentary that has um, a light to it which um, Dr. Ruth incredibly because her story should be very dark on face value you would think yeah. this is a woman who's probably been, been through more than anything any of us will ever go through more, more tragedies um, than, than anyone I know has gone through and the fact that she came out of it um, with such an optimistic attitude and it's still using humor and laughing um, from morning till night, I think it's probably one of the most special parts of that project. So I, I do have a couple other projects in production. Unfortunately, I can't talk about either of them. Um, but I would say, you know, my next feature, again, is going to focus on um, women. For some reason, I've always been really compelled by stories where women are the central figures, especially women um, who have who have uh, defied the odds in some way, however you define that. Um, so that continues to be a recurring through line throughout my, my work. Yeah, because I think we are, we women, like uh, for the, for forever, we like being hiding. And I think we have great women that make, made, made a difference in everybody's life and, and for the society too. So maybe that's why you just 
come up with these ladies. You always find these ladies that can t talk about it, their story. Yes. And, yes. And in this documentary, did you face any challenges? Uh, I think probably the biggest challenge was, yeah, I mean, we always face a lot of challenges in documentaries, but I think for me, um, the biggest challenge was actually in editing the documentary, was finding an emotional balance to the film, um, because I knew audiences, most audiences were going to come to this film knowing the famous Dr. Ruth, the highly entertaining and funny um, you know, American treasure that she became in the 80s and 90s, and they were going to come knowing and thinking that this was going to be a sex documentary. And I think uh, perhaps the surprising part of, of the film to a lot of audiences would be how heavy a lot of it is because of what her past was like, which I think a lot, a lot of people, if not most people, don't know Dr. Ruth's backstory. Uh, so it was a huge challenge in the editing room to find that balance of sadness, um, but also sex, and also humor, and also um, the vivacious spirit of 90-year-old 90, 90 Dr. Ruth. And, um, you know, if you watch the film, it's not told in chronological order. It bounces around time periods quite freely. Um, and I think that structure was all geared around finding an emotional balance of all of those emotions that are a part of Dr. Ruth's life. Yeah, one thing that I learned from her, you can't stop doing stuff that you you like, that you love. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think she loves writing. I think she loves talking to people, educate people. And you too, I think you love doing documentaries about wonderful people, wonderful ladies. And, and this is, I think, what, the people is gonna take away from from the documentary. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, Ryan. I really appreciate being talking to you, and a lot of success. And I cannot wait for your next project because I love all of them. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 